Welcome to the Compile Podcast, a show where two programmers talk about anything and everything. My name is Nick. I'm the host of the podcast. In each episode, we have a topic, and the goal of the episode is to compile the topic down to a list of essential points for our listeners. So this week, we're joined by our first guest on the show, and Brennan, how are you doing? Good. How are you? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. I actually went back uh, to see the original recording, and that was in. Almost two years ago. I remember it was my first internship at Google. Yeah, it was amazing. I've only managed to produce thirteen episodes in two two years. So. <laughs> your your quality over quantity. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that way. <laughs>、um, so yeah,、uh, how, how's it going? Is it? I think you're back home now、uh, in NC, and、um, yeah, because of the quarantine and. Uh yeah, just want to check in as in like how you doing and how's everything going back home. Yeah, so kind of as an update to、uh, your your listeners, when they saw me last, I was over in San Francisco. Um, but when I got the full time offer, I chose New York as my destination. So I've been living in New York City for the past seven ish eight months. Uh, but I I did leave most of my friends. Left New York, so I figured I might as well. So I got a rental car and drove down to be with my family. So ah, nice. I've been here like three weeks, and the first two weeks they had like a little barricade set up. I was in prison, um, which makes sense. No, it's good. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs>、uh, but they wouldn't even allow the dogs to see or touch me. They would like feed me food、uh, over the little barricade they set up, and they like gave me. Groceries to get me through dinner, and then they bring me dinner. Yeah, is 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 your parents? Did you mean? Yeah.、Uh, okay. It was honestly perfect for me. I would like work really long hours, and then like stay up really late playing video games. So it, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was perfect. Just、so、like uni all over again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Great.、Um, yeah, and I think、um, you know it's it's sort of in the long run. Uh, for both of us, and I think in London it's also, uh, it's been what a month since we've started working from home, and I think we have probably two more to go, <laughs> which is a bit terrifying to to think. But you know, we we'll get through it fine. Um, yeah. How are you coping with working from home? Um,、uh, it's okay. Um, I recently did an episode about working from home with John actually. Um. And since then, we've talked talked about some stuff that are useful that I've、uh, since incorporated into my、uh, flat and into my routine. But yeah, there, there I've found some play、uh, some aspects to be lacking.、Uh, for example, my chair isn't as good as I thought it would be.、Uh, so I've been having some shoulder pains、um, till the end of the day.、Um, so yeah, I bought a new chair. So、nice. <laughs> that's 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 the gist of it. And I think you know. For me and for everybody I know in the UK, and if you're listening in the UK, I think we're in for the long run. Uh, it's it's not going to be like a quick process to to get through it probably. So you know, do be prepared and try to have fun <laughs> and try to try to like go through it. Uh, without going crazy. That's that's really the the point of it. Cool. So this week we want to talk about something that is a bit more relevant just for the both、uh, the two of us because. Uh, I think, as you said, you've started working full time、uh, about seven months ago. I think around July time, and、um, I've I've worked over a year now, but it's like not 
too much past it. So really, this week's topic is it's a bit about like first year of coding professionally and uh, what our experiences uh, have been like, and maybe we have some thoughts that would be useful to other people. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So just as a ballpark uh, to start off the conversation, how how do you find you know the first seven months of of professional work being like? Um, maybe compared to um, university time, do you feel like it's a lot different or like some of it's the same or like what's the experience been like? Uh, so I personally think it's a lot different just from like really anything that I've done before for a number of reasons. I think the main one is I've before I started my job, I had had five internships, I think. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause I started in high school. Um, so I think the biggest thing is ownership. And that stuff that I did literally my first week is actually still affecting me now. Where, like, with internships, I feel like there was slightly, not less attention to detail, but just I could, like, care a little bit less about, like, the long-term ramifications of some of the stuff I was doing. Um, Yeah. Where now, like, I'm having to think long-term. I'm when I'm doing something, I'm like, do I want to have to deal with this in like three months if it's not like a good solution? Mm-hmm. So like conceptually, that's just a shift is there's no real end. And I think in like all things, that was the biggest shift for me in a job is I'm so used to uni thinking of like life in these four month segments with like breaks mm-hmm. in between. And now there's conceptually no end to work. Life. Yeah, it becomes like a continuous stream of um, little little work items that you always have to do. And yeah, as you said, there seems to be no end. But, uh, <laughs> and I it's actually, not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just different. No, 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 no. I actually had a pretty funny story about that. Because when, uh, when I was interning, the, la- uh, the last of my internship was in the same, like the same large group um, that I'm working full-time being as well. So we did something... I did something during the intern project that produced something uh, in the end that is sort of launchable, and but, but not really. And um, But the product was good enough where they decided to go along with it. And some what I found out later was uh, a year and a half later, they managed to launch it. But during that year and a half, a, a full-time engineer basically rewrote what I wrote, <laughs> like from the ground up, basically. Yeah. And... Um, and then they managed to launch it because they looked around the original implementation that I wrote. They went, ah, this is not this is not production. <laughs> um, so they redid everything, and I just felt like it perfectly sets up the point where you just mentioned that like, you know these uh, things that you do tend to carry for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, I I think we can we can start just going in a little bit more on detail uh, on the technical side. Um, so, you know, uh, we're going to talk about stuff that's more technical and then we're talking, we'll talk about something that's a little bit more, you know, life related. Um, so I think really, uh, so from the, from the onboarding, from the technical onboarding side, do you, do you feel like, um, it's been a tough experience compared to, uh, like past, because you've said you've been on past internships where I think you know, each time would require a, a mini onboarding experience as well. So how do you find that compared to the the um the one that you just had as a as a full-time engineer? 
So I think that my experience is very Google centric because Google's culture regard to onboarding is extremely chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my manager came to me one of my first weeks and was like, uh, laid out his expectations, which is I Google gives uh, Nooglers roughly six months. Uh, and during those six months, I want you to learn as much as possible. I want you to like kind of take this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just spend time, learn the product, learn what you're going to be working on, and do stuff for sure. But now it's like the one time where you can learn stuff without having to worry about like deliverables and deadlines. And like spending a day learning about a particular subject isn't going to harm necessarily your onboarding time. Where if right now, if I spent a day learning about like a topic unrelated to what I'm working on, it will essentially be a wasted day in the eyes of my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely second that. In that, uh, this is verbatim what I was told. Uh, when I when I was uh, at the start of my internship, my my technical manager literally said, you know, now you have a uh sort of a badge of asking questions. Now you are a nuclear in the in the first six months. You get to basically learn as much as you can. Uh, without like with. Not not no regard, but with very little <laughs> regard, with uh towards your uh towards your actual engineering output. But uh the the primary thing that is prioritized is learning in the past, in the first six months, and you get that little badge where you can go around and ask as many questions uh and perhaps like as stupid as they might have been to anybody, and they will not they they actually will take that in and they will not judge you. Yeah, because <laughs> I think uh. If I went about doing the same as I did um when I just started, uh, if I asked something to like to the rest of my team, they'd be looking at me like, "How did you like? Why would you ask that?" And, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think um, if you are starting a new job or like if you are, you know, just at the beginning of of a new of a new uh new work, especially if it's a new line of work, it's definitely opportunity to learn as much as you can and to like uh, literally just ask questions and you know nobody's gonna judge you and uh nobody's gonna like nobody's only honestly gonna care the only thing they care is that you become um, productive after the onboarding time right so i will say that's that's why i said it's google centric google is very chill i had three friends start work at the same time as me uh one in different fields not software so maybe it's software specific, but he's in sports marketing. I've got another friend in the entertainment industry. Both of their onboardings, uh, they had much, much, much more responsibility within like a single week. They were actually doing like important stuff that the team relied on. And uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's much worse because they were really stressed out. And of course, they wouldn't get stuff perfect because it's a weekend. And then their team would get mad at them. So I think asking questions is very important. Um, and I think fortunately in tech, we have a little more of a buffer than a lot of other industries. Yeah, I never I never thought of that actually. But yeah, it definitely makes more sense. Uh, I was chatting, I was chatting with, uh, with my girlfriend the other day uh, about, you know, what because she just started a new job and there's a lot of learning to be done as well. Um, and, uh, we were just talking about this and I felt like this is software, especially programming is, is more 
to me it feels less of a you know a sciency or like a logical kind of work and and i approach it a little bit more like a craftsmanship mm-hmm. where you know if you went to learn how to do pottery for example like if you're gonna be a pottery maker for uh as a profession you know you don't just like start making something um you normally what happens is you you do a you go through like an apprenticeship where uh where you find someone who knows how to do it and they will sort of guide you through at least for the like in the beginning they will sort of guide you through a little bit to um to sort of just know just know the um, the rough picture of how things work and you know then you can sort of hone in your skills um uh, by yourself but so yeah that that's what I, that's what i felt about you know how like how i would approach any um any new line kind of work but as you said it definitely makes sense in software but it might not might not be the case for um for other fields so uh so yeah so i'm saying like what you're saying makes complete sense like you should be able to ask questions i'm just saying a lot of other fields are less lenient than software is yeah you know yeah i guess the tech the takeaway is really just like write some code and then <laughs> <laughs> make a living out of it <laughs> cool uh any any other um anything else that you felt that you you know that was like something particularly positive during your uh during your own technical onboarding experience uh particularly positive uh this came down to my team um but i feel like they were very strategic in choosing the projects i worked on um mm-hmm they first like chose one that allowed me to kind of use what I was going to be working on as a customer and kind of gain mastery over what outside people are going to see when they use it. And then the next thing they gave was working on something on the inside, like adding some monitoring to some core components, which allowed me to kind of see the flow of the product from the inside. Yeah. So it's more like from a user facing uh, perspective more towards like then become like an engineering perspective where you know you you see like this is why this is why i describe to people uh, all the time when you see a website and as a normal person you just like oh this is you click this and this happens when i see a website what have what i what happens in my mind is oh it's making this request and it's making <laughs> this <laughs> it's making this request and it's preloading this 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 and this yeah. and you know the skeleton is gonna be it's gonna look like that and you know and and you know then you develop uh that engineering sense of like breaking things down and looking at uh components right yeah so just trying to understand the system and like getting familiar with what i was going to be working on was it it was Mm -hmm. a cool process and i feel like my team was very helpful in allowing me to kind of get a full sense of what the product was yeah i would say i had a i had a very similar uh, experience as well and what i so my so they they call this the, like the starter project where it's like the first project that you do as a as a new engineer which is a bit more uh it's very like well scoped for you so that you don't get like just lost in the sea of information um but it's also challenging enough that you ha- kind of have to learn uh, a decent amount of stuff yeah. uh, just to perform that and so i was doing that which is very user facing um and then I think maybe two months or was it two and a half months in when I'm like a little bit I'm still doing that and um and just getting comfortable and then they throw in a little bit more uh infra or like a little bit more um internal uh 
task on me where it'd be like, oh, let's try to know a little bit about like how things work internally and uh, maybe add a little, uh, just a little functionality here. Uh, it's very simple, but it will give you a an uh, overview of how our, how our tech stack work overall, which I think is very important. Like it, no matter what team you're in, uh, getting a hold of how the stack works end to end, it's it's like super nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. You mentioned something about you know, uh, ownership in the company. Uh. And you know, sort of having that autonomy. Um. Mm-hmm. As a as an engineer compared to university. Um. Uh, has that been like something significant during the onboarding experience as well? Do they? I don't know about you that is there a particular uh sense of instilling uh that you know you have to own this and this is like uh you have to own this so you can be proud but <laughs> it's kind of also your responsibility like is there something similar to that to that point so i think there is uh i will say that came near the end of the 6 months uh the first it was kind of these they gave me my starter project was I think like three or four smaller projects that like combined to be a well scope thing, but it was like kind of disparate elements uh, within uh, the product. Do you know what I work on, by the way? I guess we can talk about that. Uh, I know a little bit, but like not not to the <laughs> point that I would try to describe it to you at least. <laughs> well, for all the listeners out there, it's a uh, yeah, it's a logs processing distributed system that provides exactly once uh what is it exactly once semantics uh relatively fast Mm -hmm. i think it's more uh it's more about like a processing system but it's it's very in in a very streaming kind of way that's 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 my the, the the impression that that was left to me but i don't know if that was still true or not yeah but my impression was that it's very yeah it was very it's very like sort of real-time kind of kind of way uh of a process of a processing system oh no no (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah yeah then then i I was wrong there (laughs) it is streaming but uh due to like the scale and the exactly one semantics it can't be real-time uh but you just like uh, i'm not saying it is it's just like feels that way a little bit Right. Was was that not the point? Uh, so the latencies no. can be like in the hours range. Oh, okay, I see. Um, but that's because we're dealing with trillions of elements per day. Mm-hmm. Like one of our customers has trillions of events. It's also the biggest customer we're gonna have. But uh, mm-hmm. Google Analytics. Google. Oh yeah, we use that like day to day. So <laughs> yeah, so they get so many events because like every time you type it to Google or go to a web page, it triggers an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very customizable, which in some cases are um, in abundance. Let's say <laughs> I don't want to say it's abuse, but it's in abundance. <laughs> I actually had no idea this even existed before joining this team. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, we used it quite a lot actually in in our team to uh to yeah essentially gather what happens on the client side and you know it uses it it's used in our user research uh in a more quantitative kind of way, but yeah. Oh, but sorry, getting back to the point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just trailed off there completely. Uh, what's the point again? Um, the point was ownership. Uh, yes. And so they have 
gradually over time, the little projects I worked on grew to like, they would add more onto it to where it's going to be something that I own. So it was one validation for the overall system. One is for testing for the overall system and one is monitoring for the overall system. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's yeah, it's all very cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. And so now whenever there's a problem with that or when we're onboarding a new client, it's kind of Mm -hmm. up to me. With some help, obviously, because it's always good to have fail safe, but, or I ask for help, I guess. But mm-hmm. they kind of lean on me whenever they want help in those elements. So if they have a problem with testing or want to add something, they'll come to me. And it's kind of cool to be the guy that people come to for something. Yeah, I know. It's, it's sort of you becoming, you know, by the end of the uh, end of the onboarding experience, or, or at least like through some, um, some amount of time you become the point of contest, right? That's the term that we use yeah. internally a lot. You know, you become the point of contest for this service, for this particular task, and it it feels amazing. And uh, but yeah, it 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 feels amazing at the same time. You know, when you get like when you actually get approached, uh, it's also a little bit nervous, at least in the beginning. <laughs> no, right? I can get that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, this 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 will happen to me as well. Uh, I I was I was doing some optimization on some, uh, on some very well scoped service um, in our internally, and then after that, you know, they kind of just gradually shifted the the on call and the on the monitoring uh, part to me as well, and then uh, yeah, then I start getting page, which is which the first time literally terrified me I was like, why why am I getting like what if that don't <laughs> Don't arrest me and <laughs> um yeah so yeah but but you know uh I think that the point of that was to sort of let you how do I say how should I say this it's more like, more of like incorporating you within the team then you start doing development but it also seem like you get the other part of your work which is a bit more like maintenance and like day to day stuff yeah um which is also very important and I think not as well represented in the in the normal days of work because like if you talk to anybody unless they're very sre specific they will be like oh i i just develop new things uh, like day to day so <laughs> um but yeah there's also an important part of like maintenance uh and um sort of like customer facing side uh so yeah that, that's also important to 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 be learning uh during the during your onboarding experience um is there anything I think we have a common thing that we wrote both of us for um things that we we we, we wish we have done better um during the during the onboarding experience that's like writing and um and and document uh so yeah I think a, a big part of uh, working in Google I think and I think the same for a lot of other tech companies you actually write a decent amount of stuff uh, in English um you know you write a lot of docs and a lot of like uh technical designs and maybe analysis um these these are related to your work and i think very much important because they sort of informs the work that has to be done but um yeah do i i i think i have a story to tell but i'll, I'll let you take the mic first um <laughs> on this point i uh, i definitely want to hear your story uh i feel like mine is more boring because this is still something I'm working out. I still am, I like conceptually 
know in my head what I'm going to do, but when it comes to, like, writing down a doc that looks good with a background and, uh, like, what this doc's going to be about and then the detailed design, I feel like my layout is relatively subpar compared to the rest of the team. I feel like our my team specifically is the best I've been on in sharing these quick one-page docs, like, so frequently. They just churn them out, and they're, like, really high quality. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. So that's what I thought as well. And uh, my my story is, I think my, my story is, you can probably relate to yourself as well. <laughs> um, so the, so the startup project that we did does require a technical design. Yeah. So I wrote that. Well, I didn't write that. Like I, So the, the other tricky part for me was I, I was onboarding with someone else. So there there's another engineer that joined the team the same day I did on the same team. So we were sort of going through the onboarding process together and the startup project was shared. Uh, so both of us were, were collaborating on the technical design side. Um, but yeah, it, it, long story short, it just took, it just took a lot of iterations to get it right. Um, you know, you, I think as someone, even if I've been on, um, an internship at Google for multiple times, when I started full-time and writing technical designs for the, as a full-time engineer, it still felt uh, challenging in that uh, you just don't get the language of that engineers use. Like you, you need to pick what language you want to use technically. Like if you are writing a technical design doc, the people who will be reading it are mostly engineers. So you want to present them in, in like a specific way that makes sense. Versus if you're doing analysis, the people will be looking at are probably PMs, like product managers, and perhaps not as technically focused people. So, you know, in that case, your writing style is completely different and you have to stay away from acron- acronyms or like <laughs> technical uh, details as much as possible. Um, yeah, so really for me, it was, I remember... Um, spent two days on the first draft of the doc and I felt so confident. I was like, everybody's going to love this. Um, this is like the best doc I've ever, ever written. And I sent it out. Uh, I, I sent it out to just my TL and another engineer that's overseeing all the work. And I got bounced back with like 50 uh, comments. 50? That you got th- yeah, you got this wrong. You got this wrong. Uh, you got this wrong. This is supposed to be written this way. You're missing this information. And yeah, it was just... Um, Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. it was a lot to work through. <laughs> uh, did it make you better at writing docs? I I would say um, since then my doc writing skills is better. Uh, because now, you know, I've since worked on a few more projects and um, and I've written docs. I've probably written fifteen more technical designs. Uh, at this point, um, and then uh, now I'm doing a project where I'm sort of um sort of on hold of everything so i'm starting with the requirements and or like working all the way down so that, that like uh i i think it's there's a one point there's a point about you know uh just doing it and uh if you like trip up enough times you will know how to how to do it correctly and um sort of like don't beat yourself too much about that i guess <laughs> i i was definitely frustrated um in the first three months, I think, because like none of my none of my docs are getting through, none of my code is getting through. Because that I looked at the code that I wrote like a year ago, and I went, "How? What was I on when I wrote this?" <laughs> um, 
yeah how's has it been has it felt that way to you as well like do you feel like there's um there's a, a a fear of not meeting expectations or like not your like not the team's expectations but like just your own expectation yeah uh, in that regard so to a broader point not really with docs because i had no expectations with myself but <laughs> i think stress over meeting expectations is definitely definitely was something that i was really nervous about like i mm-hmm. There was one project where the the specs kept changing. Like I would add something. Oh, I hate those. Yeah. And then they'd be like, "Okay, but now we want you to add this on." And so I saw a sheet where they said this should be done in 2 weeks. Like when they were planning the project, they're like, "Okay, this should take roughly 2 weeks." But with all the spec changes, it ended up taking maybe 6. And like every week after the second, I just felt so like I felt like I was failing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a big conceptual shift. I like brought that up to my manager and he's like, no, the specs shifted. Uh, you're doing completely fine. But yeah, definitely. I just definitely. kept overthinking. So, so I think being open to like, say how you're feeling with your manager and coworkers could help with that. They could let you mm-hmm. know if you're actually like getting too far into your own head or if, yeah. Yeah, I, I will say two things about that. Like one, specs always change. That's <laughs> that's what they do. And um, and secondly, um, you know, I think there was another point about it's definitely nice to bring up what you're feeling. Like especially not not only the updates to your projects, but also how you're feeling toward to your uh to your manager and to your technical leader um uh, as well. Because they've been there, I think they've been there. They know how it feels like, and they can just like, um, guide you through like, uh, sort of mentally, unblock you in that regard. Um, yeah, I I I remember being frustrated, um, because we I it it was just a it was just a a, a series of unfortunate events, uh, towards it because I started in September and my start project was due like at the end of the year just before Christmas. Yeah, and. It was like I think I was I've never been more stressed. Uh, and like probably like three weeks before Christmas when we were supposed to launch, and I was like, "This is not ready," and and we can't launch, and it's gonna be a Christmas break, and then everybody's gonna come back New Year happy, and I'm gonna be like sad throughout my <laughs> throughout my uh, Christmas break, which is like the worst thing. Um, but yeah, well, fortunately we were able to make it, so oh nice, you know it's it's better in that regard. But I think um uh yeah but the, the way that we made it was not the best to to replicate like we putting a lot of overtimes which is like i putting a lot of overtimes which is not what you're supposed to do yeah i remember um, you telling definitely about not sustainable you know in the long run does your does the person that started the same day as you on the same team does he listen to this podcast i don't know if she does actually uh maybe she does i don't i don't know if she does okay. so i if she does so the way i yeah so the way i know this is if if when i share this on facebook do people like it <laughs> i do remember she liking it but i don't know if she actually actually kicked on it because i can't see it in analytics they they don't do that level of checking that would be illegal <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah well, what's the question again i know i had someone that started the same time as me uh mm-hmm. and she's great um, but I was like very nervous 
basically the entire first two or three months just like how am I stacking up with this person? Because I started at the same time and we were both like fresh out of college. Uh, mm-hmm. I was always comparing myself with her. Like uh, what is her CL output? Like where is she on the team? How is she doing on the project? Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's something you struggled with, but I know for me, I was comparing myself to a ton of people at the beginning, just seeing yeah. how I stacked up. No, no, I completely get that. You know, it's 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 only natural, right? Because if you start at the same time, and you know, they probably do your your orientation together, and then you have a talk, uh, then you probably you know catch up every now and then. You'd be like, oh, I'm moving along with everything, and then you feel a bit more stressed. I can definitely see that. Uh, what I would say though is like for my for me, I I think the person I was. Um, the other engineer that was doing the same startup project, she was way more chill. Like, um, <laughs> I I remember this one time. I think it was like end of November, and um, and then we ended up uh working till dinner time, because at the time, uh, I think that project requires us to sync with Mountain View quite a lot, which means we were, uh, we were staying late a little bit. Yeah. And we went to we went to the cafeteria together for dinner, and then I was uh, all the way. <laughs> getting food and sitting down i was like this uh, we're not gonna make it we're gonna be like screwed and <laughs> i just remember she being really calm and collected and telling me like don't freak out and it's it's gonna be fine um you know it's you know you shouldn't you shouldn't stress and i was like uh yeah i think i got a really good teammate in that regard like someone who's like keeping me sane and uh yeah and and not like completely throwing out uh, for you know, any sanity, um, I I used to have this as well. Uh, and for interns, I think that was especially clear for like especially common, especially clear for a lot of interns. Where, because you all you all have twelve months and uh three months in. Uh, uh, sorry, you all have twelve weeks and three weeks in. People started talking and have you got your design doc? Have you got your <laughs> design doc? And um, yeah, that that was that was not um. Uh, yeah, that was not a pleasant experience. I would say, like, I, I don't know how else you can really dispel that, uh, to be honest, because it's, it's just a human nature uh, to me. But I think, you know, um, you have to realize that everybody, even though you are kind of like in the same position, you, you're not really, you're not really, you're in the, not in the same team. The, the project is probably scoped in a very different kind of way. And, you know your pre-existing knowledge can be different by a wide margin so there there is no really no point to to compare if you really have to compare um you know in a in a logical kind of way it doesn't make any sense so um you know might as well not do that (laughs) and i guess that 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 would be because because i really went up i went around that angle as well and then i started thinking about it you know, in a in a very more objective kind of way, and I realized actually this doesn't make any sense, right? Because you know this much beforehand, I never do, and uh, the project for you was uh, in the requires a different set of skills than mine, and and we are in different teams with different dynamics, and you know you would see us just get reviewed quicker or, or something like that, and I don't I don't know because. Um, there's too much unknowns to to like do that, and then if you really think if you really go about that, and I think you'll be you you'll be crazy till the end of it. <laughs> um, does that does that make sense? Because I I think you know this is very common to like everybody. It it doesn't matter what kind of job you are in, um, 
you know, competition is always like in people's mind, I think. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. And that's the exact conclusion I came to. It's like once I started feeling more confident among the team, I was like, it makes no sense to compare with other people because we're working on completely separate things. And like you said, we came in with completely separate like background, knowledge, experiences, everything. So, yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, I don't know how it is, but I more or less feel like uh, the people... Uh, especially the engineer that I was onboarding with, I think we share each other's pains quite a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> we just felt like, oh, this is like hard and this is really hard. And uh, But we were sort of in it together and we're going to get through it. And and we did get through it. So, um, you know, I guess look for the bright side. And <laughs> that's, really, that's really the getaway here. And um, yeah, and, you know, just, just try to, Try to build. I I would say the other thing though is, some people I think a lot of people expect there is an onboarding period after which you need to be as productive as the rest of your team. That's not necessarily true, to me. I think, um, you know, it's uh as I said, I I think of programming and software as more of a craft, and you don't perfect the craft in the in the designated time period it takes it takes a long time to to hone in your skills and um, actually get good so yeah so don't don't necessarily don't you don't need to rush it and um you know definitely don't compromise uh life yeah (laughs) uh, for work um yeah i think that's one thing that i also kind of taken that's kind of been helpful is like my team uh mm-hmm. i think you saw is like very a lot of the people are like older uh so i've got like my manager is a level eight which is very high my three people on my like actual team are level six and then two level fives so like mm-hmm. they've been there for a long time basically yeah uh or if they've not been there for a long time, then they have PhDs and have worked at other places and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm less worried about being exactly as competent as them because, mm. like, I'm I not see. the same level. I'm getting paid a lot less. I've been there less time. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, just taking into account, like, people's experiences is good in terms of being comparing yourself with other people if yeah. you need to yeah I, and I, I don't think you need to honestly I like, don't think you need to not, either yeah honestly <laughs> like it's not your job to be compared that's like HR's job right and then uh, they do it they have a protocol they do what they need to do and you know don't don't take away their job basically <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and I think that's sort of more or less um, the the technical side and a little bit more on the uh on the collaboration side um do you have anything you know um, from a non-technical side that you want to that you want to cover um perhaps a little bit about uh, uh just uh continuing the discussion about you know having a having a life as well uh aside of work yeah sure so my onboarding is like a lot of people's onboarding, but not all, in that I moved to a new city 
And I moved into a... Let me look up the population of North Carolina. I'm pretty sure that the city I moved into is larger than the population of my entire state. Uh, mm. North Carolina. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Okay, yeah. So the metro area of New York City is double the population of all of North Carolina. Oh my god, I never realized the scope. Because I've, I've been to both places, but I never realized how how much of a difference that is. Yeah, yeah so that, that 20 million in New York City metro area, 10 million in North Carolina as an entire state. And then I think there's 400,000 in Raleigh, where I'm from. Mm. So it's definitely a culture shock coming in and suddenly being one person in a city with like, Eight million that live there and twenty million that commute there, uh, mm. and kind of finding a footing in the city was a big thing for me. Is like now I get off work at like six or whenever I get off, I really had nothing to do at the beginning, and I think there was different ways to approach getting work or not work uh, things outside. My friends, my friends took a lot of classes. I've got one friend. Shout out Manish. Uh, who also works at Google, who uh, he does a... What does he do? He does improv class on Mondays. He does salsa on Tuesdays. Wednesday is his free day. Thursdays, he does Sanskrit reading at Columbia. And Fridays, <laughs> uh, he alternates between bachata and then going out with me and his other team members. And then Saturday, uh, he does... Um, what is it? musical improv which is different than regular improv because you have to sing uh so like he wow. <laughs> this is like <laughs> the most active person i've ever known i know i know i know he's absolutely crazy it's great i really admire him oh and then so he alternates between the sanskrit readings on thursdays and then he goes to the bronx to volunteer at a high school uh he like they have a tech wow. program to where introduce kids in high school to tech so Okay, you, you gotta introduce me to this person once next time I go to New York. Yeah, sure. No, <laughs> I he... just don't want to meet this person. <laughs> uh, he is the human version of a golden retriever. That's literally how everyone describes him. Is he like <laughs> is so excitable about life and bounces from one thing to the next? Uh, mm-hmm. I was definitely more slow going. My thing that I've always done to like break into social groups has been soccer. Uh, mm-hmm. So. I, the first couple weeks was like finding soccer teams to get into and I kind of onboarded into the soccer scene in New York City where like I would go onto one team and then kind of prove myself quote unquote uh, and then they'd invite me back for a game the next week and then I did that until eventually I was having like five or six games per week. Uh, so like... Uh, yeah, that's pretty decent actually. Yeah. Uh, it did lead to me tearing my meniscus, and so now <laughs> I've not played soccer in six months, but uh, yeah, I had to get surgery, and my knee still really hurts, so I'm hoping to get yeah. back in. Yeah, I remember in July when I went to New York, you were like, oh, I, I got a surgery, actually, and I can't play soccer for like a, a decent amount of time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it sucks, Yeah, but um, I think that really helped me, both in terms, I think exercise is super important. Mm-hmm. just taking your mind off yeah I, and i think you know just uh y- sort of utilizing whatever habit that you already have and um and just expanding them off work is really it can be a really easy way to to sort of 
uh, establish yourself in the city, right? Because you already play soccer and uh, the the word just feels weird to me. You already play football <laughs> and and you and then you went to a new city and then you can just continue playing that. I did the same. I when I went came down to London, um, I started going to different uh badminton clubs. Yeah. And, you know, and and it's eventually I settled on one on, uh, down at Paddington, and it was yeah, it was really nice, and I met a lot of people there, and, um, yeah, but I think you know the the other point that that I want to say though is um, yeah, I I don't know if this is true for you, but I do find myself, um, sort of having difficulty to uh separate like mentally separate from work because because normally like on so on the weekend i will not be working obviously but um but i kind of will be thinking about it yeah especially during the onboarding period when you're kind of a little bit more stressed than uh than you used to be and you'd be like oh i don't know actually how am i supposed to get around this like one problem that i have and your weekend is (laughs) essentially reduced down the reduced down to um to a mental beating of yourself and um yeah and that's not good and don't do that um but i think you know, you know it's nice to uh maybe have some also also have some like uh free time mentally to to sort of um just not worry about work yeah and i'm sure that would actually help if you like decompress for the time from when you end work to when you start it the next day and come at it with kind of a fresh mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I will uh, say I don't do that. I've Oh, you don't? No, I've been really, really horrible. Here, I can kind of describe to you my... I can describe to you my work day schedule, working from home, and you'll see what the issue is. So, like, I wake up roughly at, like, 10-ish... Mm-hmm. Uh, start work around 10.30 normally uh, and then I work from 10.30 roughly till 6 and I don't take a lunch break uh, I actually don't leave my <laughs> I like work I don't have a good chair either so I like work from my bed I'm on my bed right now uh, mm-hmm. and so for yeah whatever that is 7 hours I work straight through and then I normally eat like a meal or two uh for dinner and it's really good food because shout out to my mom good cooking (laughs) um but uh then i like hang out with the family for maybe six hours so like from six till 12 maybe six till nine and then i play video games from like nine till 12 now uh and then from 12 until about three i like put on a movie or a tv show and then continue working uh I work on stuff that, like, I don't necessarily need all my attention for, like, migrating tests or migrating these things called work graphs that we have. Mm. So, essentially, I'm working... Around the clock, basically. Yeah, and it's bad. Like, it definitely is. Yeah, I feel like as as I'm listening to this, like, all of... Like, internally, I'm like, you've violated everything me and John talked about, like, a couple of weeks ago. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I actually didn't see that you and John... Won, so, oh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, yeah, I, I, I you know, it, it's a different time now, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, you don't get to... You don't really get to... Like, a lot of the activities are limited now, so... Exactly, I can't... Essentially, like... you're just at home, so, you know, it... Uh, I can see that, you know, I can understand that. Um, 
but I will say though, it's if you are starting a job like right now, um, I, I know a few people that are doing that. Um, yeah, you, you do need to decompress, even though, um, this this is what I what I say uh uh when when I, when I say to my friends the other day um you kind of have to like force yourself to to leave because because you know if you just go with a daily flow then you sort of just go with it and you don't realize it it might be unhealthy uh and you might be like uh damaging your productivity in the long term yeah uh but you know it's definitely uh important to sort of re- recalibrate yourself and like see where you're at and see what your uh routine is like and maybe make a few like you don't need to like change anything drastically but uh just pick the most important thing and then change that one thing uh you know and you know one step at a time that that would be like a good thing uh that would be a good, little good thing to 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 do like for me for example uh, the biggest problem that I felt like throughout this like whole time working from home is like activity. I'm not getting close to the amount of um walking. Definitely, uh, not close to what I usually do. Um, and activity as well, cause like I do do some home workouts, but it's like not as close as playing badminton for three hours. Yeah. Right? Um. So yeah, it's you know so. It's, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get around that. Uh, I think we'll trail off, trail off the point again. Um, yeah. So if if you are starting a new job, like uh, from non technical point of view, uh, it's hard enough to be at work onboarding. Uh, that you just I think you just don't need to put yourself through more hardship. Um, uh, outside of work, like don't don't worry twice. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like don't worry at the job and then off the job again. Um. Yeah, that's that's really the the uh, I guess the the takeaway here. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I think one thing that really helped with that is when I was actually at Google, I had Corp on my phone, uh, mm-hmm. which means you're kind of bringing work with you. So what I did is I got a Corp phone, and then I only look at the Corp phone during work hours or when I was. Mm-hmm actually working from Google, I would. And so that would, my work-life balance was definitely a lot better when I was not working from home because I kind of had sections to my day. Like when I'm at work, I work. When I'm at home, I don't work. Yeah. Um, so I think separating, getting Corp off of my phone and onto like a work phone that I only look at during work hours was really mm-hmm. important for me. Yeah, my manager does this as well because he gets, he gets like, if you look at his calendar, he his calendar is almost never had any sort of uh, <laughs> gap in between meetings. So what he does, I think, is I don't know if he does this uh, for like day to day, but he definitely does his own vacations. He's just uh, he has corp on his phone, but he just turns turns off the corp profile. So he will, like the corp is still on his phone. He can turn it back on when he wants to. Yeah. But he just once once he turns it off, he does not get any notification and neither can he access anything on uh on corp so he just like turned that profile off completely and turn it back on once when he wants to work and um he's he's um sort of advocated all of us doing that uh i haven't been great in that regard but uh, yeah i i don't really check my phone in the morning until i'm at my desk anyway so 
so yeah, it's it's not like a big deal to me, but I can see I can definitely see the point where it it separates, uh, work from life and, uh, and then you can focus on each when you, uh, well you know whatever the time is. I think I need to watch the episode with you and John. <laughs> I, I think I need a good work routine. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, neither of us. I I don't know about John. Like my routine is definitely not the best or like the most productive. But I think it has worked for me. It's working for me now. And um, yeah. I I I really. It's not like uh. You don't need to like taking a lot of the taking the whole thing. It's just like a little bit that maybe this particular thing that's useful to you. Uh, then you can use it. Same as like the the advices that we have for this episode. Like you don't have to do all of this during your during your uh new job and doing your onboarding. But it's more or less you know, uh, take what you need and uh, hopefully they they do some good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Out of everything that we talked about, like, is there one particular thing that you want to like stress again, and make sure you know this is something that you know if you were listening to this. And you don't get anything else. This is the one thing that you should get. So focus on learning and don't compare yourself. Don't stress about comparing yourself with others and how you're stack ranking among other people. It's just kind of focus on yourself mm-hmm. and take the onboarding time as a time to kind of get up to speed, learn what you're working on, and just kind of learn things in general. Because this is the one time when no one is going to like haunt you or uh, hound you. Mm-hmm. for like learning yeah definitely i think you know learning is always important like it, on this job you are you you'll always be you always need to learn but you know onboarding like at least the first year uh, or the first six months it's more it's more prioritized and you can focus a bit more on that and you know and you should do that actually because you know that's as brendan said like after after that time you might not get that kind of luxury um at least not in your work hours i guess uh for me i think um the one thing that i thought was really good uh, is just communicate cuz like a lot of these stuff um a lot of the uh the negative stuff that i've experienced like getting frustrated on my on my engineering performance getting frustrated on uh like the overall project uh the overall progress and um a lot of the anxiety and maybe even like uh, uh if you have any if you are comparing yourself to other people and having uh, having uh feeling bad because of like you're not doing as good um a lot of these things are valid like you're perfectly fine to feel those um <laughs> but it's as important as well uh to uh, to explicitly like say them out loud to someone else like maybe say to uh to your friend to a friend or to uh, uh, to your manager to a degree uh don't ruin their day as well well and, yeah it depends on the yeah. relationship you have with them for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> uh, and yeah for me um and like to your uh to your family as well like your family's always gonna be there for you yeah. um yeah just make sure communicate this and uh is and you know try to try to sort of reach for a positive direction uh it doesn't have to be like things does not things do not need to be perfect 
now, but it's it's always important to like move them towards there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just having that thought and and maybe having a little bit more faith and and just believing that and, <laughs> you know things will be okay. And uh, that that has been the thing that I think is most important. Um, you know, in in my first year of of uh, even now to be honest. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, one additional thing I think that helps me. Uh, I should have said this a lot earlier. My manager told me one day, it's like, don't stress. Uh, mm-hmm. In this first six months, I'm not looking what you're outputting necessarily. Like, that's a nice plus. And, like, when you get stuff mm-hmm. done, uh, I'll definitely take that into consideration. But what I'm looking for you to do is after these six months when you get given a project you're not necessarily learning how to do the project you just can go out and do it mm-hmm. uh, so yeah said so your first priority now should not be getting stuff done at the expense of learning it should be learning first and then getting stuff done second yeah that's such a good point though like don't yeah don't sacrifice learning in order to get like you know having a little bit more long-term vision in that regard yeah uh yeah definitely makes sense uh cool so uh i think that's it for the episode thanks brandon again for joining today i think this is an off day for you and uh i don't know where you're off to probably off to more working no (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, gosh yes (laughs) Um, oh really (laughs) uh not maybe who knows um so the thing is if i work on weekends i always am also watching a movie or something i'm never doing something high priority that needs all my attention so yeah it's still bad i likely won't maybe i will yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay um cool so um that's it for the episode um if you're listening the audio right now you can find us on uh, I, uh, what's it called Apple Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and also Spotify and uh, leave any comments and any suggestions you have in terms of topic and let us know what you think about you know have, starting a new job and like the first onboarding experience for you have, how's it been like is it great or do you have like horror stories to share as well and um, <laughs> and yeah I, I just want to I just really want to like let's, uh, hear from people and um, just see other people's uh, perspective on you know what they've got on and cool so thanks again Brendan for yeah, joining thank you for having today. me yeah cool and we will see you next week with a new topic bye bye Nick <laughs>